Hungry Howie's knows there's nothing better than pepperoni pizza, but the question is, which pepperoni reigns supreme? Now, you got the crispy, classic cupped pepperoni, you know, the satellite dishes, big fan. But why choose one when you get both? They got a pepperoni duo coming up. See, this is more up my alley right here. Pepperoni duo, you're getting the classic cup pepperoni, plus the original, plus 100% real cheese, unlike a lot of these other places around town. Get a large pepperoni duo, $9.99, only at Hungry Howie's. You realize we spend a third of our life sleeping? I know, stuck in traffic was a good guess, too. But now that you know you sleep so much, why aren't you sleeping on the most comfortable mattress arguably made in America? A brand new iComfort Eco by Serta. It's supportive and designed to keep you cool, comfortable, and feeling restored. Or check out Serta's perfect sleeper for pressure-relieving comfort and support while maintaining a balanced temperature. Serta mattresses made right here in Michigan, and they have been for over 110 years. Go to Serta.com. Find a retailer near you. That's Serta.com. Cash the Ticket, a Mike Valenti podcast. Oh, yes, it is upon us, people. Uh, We are incredibly excited. It's Cash the Ticket. It is time for all of you degenerates to dive in and put yourselves in irreparable personal debt, all in the name of entertainment, and it's our job to help you not get there. Uh, Sully joins me. We are recording Oh, what is this now? Thursday. Thursday morning. Mid-morning. Yeah. Roberto uh, came in earlier. He said he wasn't even awake yet. He that's was okay. Still sleeping, usually. Very excited to do it. So here's how this is going to work. Obviously, when the NFL starts up, we're going to crank on college and pro. Uh, but this is going to be a college football one, but with a twist. Sully has your prop bet specials, because that's his deal. I don't mess with the carnival <laughs> shit. That's just not my deal. Um, I, we're going to run through the whole slate of college football, give you thoughts on a lot of games, and then real opinions on the ones we really want to zero in on. But, Sully, I know you want to start this off. And just one disclaimer for people with how we're doing this. The name of this deal is fun. I'm not just going to sit on here and read you a bunch of numbers. We're going to have a good time. We're going to bust balls. We're going to have a lot of features of this show as the weeks go along. But it's going to come down to we put a lot of research into this. We really do care about this stuff, and we want to give you the best product possible. So, yes, there's going to be some happy horse shit and fun, but we've put a ton of work into this, and we want to give you the best product we can. So take the numbers, do what you want, don't be irresponsible, don't be dum-dums, and let's have a good time with this. Sully, before we get into the college football slate, I want you to run through the prop bets, the futures, the things you like. I'll give you a comment on some of them. You know I don't like this stuff, but there's one that rises above all for me that I will give you, but I will wait. Yeah, I want to let you run through these. And I want to give some interesting ones, too, because not just, uh, you know, over... We've, we've talked a ton lately about over-unders and whatnot, and I know we'll continue to, but I want to give you some player props as well. All right. Now, I'm really not interested, but go ahead. But that's something we haven't really done. Jalen Hurts under 1,100 rushing yards. I think this guy, look, there's there's just so much hype for him in his transfer to Oklahoma. Rushing for 1,100 yards is still a lot. It's still a big ask there in a conference that really doesn't support that. And is it minus 110, or what is it? Minus 110, correct. I would would side with the under, but I would never put myself in a position to bet such nonsense. Um, Another one I love, and this is a name that is just skyrocketed. He's the one that says, Texas is back. We're going to kill it this year. Sam Ellinger. Over five and a half interceptions this season, I love. I think that there's so much hype for this dude. 
he's gonna he's still gonna be turning the ball over a little bit. I don't think he's gonna play completely clean games where he's gonna throw four or five interceptions all season. I think he's at least gonna eclipse uh, six interceptions. Yeah, football. Football's one. too difficult to expect perfection. All yep. it takes is a fingertip. All it takes is a wide receiver, you know, uh, not getting his head around quick enough. Uh, five interceptions for a year. I, be, I mean, that's remarkable. Yep. Again, Michael, I would never bet this, but okay. I don't think you're crazy with. Well, these. that's why I'm just taking a, no, this a, is good, a few I know minutes the to do this. Will. The yeah. people will will adore this. Well, and probably. Profits are huge. They really are. And not only for Super Bowl, but just for in general. And the, another one I'm going to give you that I love, Justin Herbert, over 3,000 passing yards. Absolutely. I think this kid's a stud. Now, last year he completed just 59% of his passes, didn't really play well towards the end of the season at all, and he was just shy of 3,000 yards. Yeah. Before his you know, prior 11 games, he was 3,200 yards. I think just eclipsing 3,000 passing yards isn't that big of an ask for a guy that I think is going to be an absolute stud this Would year. agree. What do you got as far as win totals or propositionals on college uh, for divisions, for conferences, things of that nature? Because that's where my mind is geared. I've got one that I just think rises above them all. I want you to say that one first because I think I know what you're talking about. All right. And it's, I believe it's Clemson, right? No. No, I, or, I no Georgia. Yeah, I Georgia. don't mind. I don't mind Clemson over eleven and a half. They're going to be favored by probably seventeen or more in every game. Yep. And, and as I've talked about, look, Clemson's schedule. It's hard to say it's front loaded because I don't have a great deal of respect for either of these teams, A uh, and M and Cuse. But when you look at it, if you're going to play the over with Clemson, you're going to get your answer pretty quick because if they get out three and zero, they got Texas A and M at home next week. Then they go, I believe, to Syracuse, toughest road trip of the year. Mike, if they get out 3-0, and they might be three touchdown favorites the rest of the way all out. So I know it's silly to bet an over 11.5, but my God, Clemson should go 12-0. and No, the one, I, the one I wanted was Georgia, Georgia to win the East, and I believe it's minus 230. Correct. And look, I'm not sitting here telling you this is some amazing value, but I almost view Georgia winning the SEC East as more of a minus 400 proposition more of a minus 500 proposition. Right. I cannot make a case for Missouri, and I can't make a case for Florida, especially after watching what I watch. Felipe Frank stinks. Yeah. Georgia is, I think, absolutely capable of taking down Bama this year. I think they're capable of winning the national title. And when you look at the East with downtrodden teams in there, yeah, I get it. Kentucky is better than they used to be. Tennessee's a mess. Vandy's a mess. I just kind of look at this and I go, all right, you're getting the best team, and you're only paying minus 230. And I think they're the best team by a margin. I really like Georgia to win the SEC East. Yeah, and the other one, that's a big one that people love, minus 230. The other one that people love is Oklahoma to win the Big 12 at minus 160. It's, that's look, a popular you one, You might too. get one of the four best teams and your sub minus 200. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it, but I'd be careful there. Because, look, they don't have a conference, you know, they don't have divisions, you end up having to beat somebody twice like they did. You know, look at last year with Texas. Yep. I just, I like the Georgia one better. Oklahoma, I have to see Jalen Hurts, I guess, to believe in it. Mm -hmm. I don't love Hurts. I love Lincoln Riley. I love their running game. Calcaterra is going to be a star this year at, at, at that flex out that they had, same position as Mark Andrews used to have. But, man... Hurts, I just, I got to see it to believe it. I, if you want it, you got it. Well, I would pass on Well, the, the one other one I want to mention is, I just kind of said Clemson earlier. Clemson, in order to make a prop bet where you have to get Clemson to the college football playoff, 
Clemson minus 500 you have to lay yeah. to make the playoff. Now, look, I, I think that I think that Clemson should more or less walk to the playoff. I know it's every season's difficult, but it's going to take a loss in the ACC title game to keep them out of the playoff. So, yes, I think they're absolutely going to be making the playoff, but, I mean, what, what value is that? Laying minus 500. Why not just bet for them to go 12-0 and at that point? Right. Or go 11-0, and and if you want to hedge the finale, or if you want to, you know, you can do whatever you want to do, but to me, over 11.5 is the key. Sure. That's the value bet. Uh, quickly, Mikey, give me some, some win totals you got your eye on. I know you love these. I just, I would not want to give a casino, a bookie, a sports book, why would you give them an interest-free loan to hold your money for four months? I, I don't have an interest in the over-under win totals like many people do. Yep. I like games. But I, you love totals. I'll give you my opinion on a few. I'm just telling you full disclosure, I, I'm not going to waste any time playing them. Yeah, and I think there's a bunch of them here that, that are interesting for sure. Um, one that I do like, I know we've talked about it, is Michigan State at eight wins. Absolutely do like that one. I've talked about it with their offense. I don't think their offense came anywhere near as bad as it was. I just think you missed a lot of value there. Oh, yeah. That he, thing opened up at seven and a half, and I and I, I said to it on the air on our on our base show, they're going to go eight and four, minimum. And if they don't, heads ought to roll. Now that it's at eight, you got to get to nine. Obviously, eight and a half, you're seeing at most books. Look, I yep. still think it's a good bet. I think you've lost probably 60% of the value on it. Seven and a half. Now, that was one, I, I guess it's hypocritical to go back and say, hey, I would probably play that. If you if you could give me a time machine, and we were doing this show three months ago, and it was at seven or seven and a half, yeah, I, I think the over was the easy play there. Now it's taking a lot of the value out of it. Now, what do you make of Washington at nine and a half? Comes down to Jacob Eason. Yep. You know, you can talk about how good someone is supposed to be, but the fact is we don't know a whole lot about Jacob Eason, the Georgia transfer. Uh, Chris Peterson's one of my favorite coaches. They have a hell of a good program up there. The offensive line is going to be rock solid, so that's good for a transferring quarterback who's limited experience-wise. Mike, if I have a Pac-12 play, it's Oregon At nine. And, and they're over. Yep. Um, Washington, hey, four weeks from now, I might feel like, hey, Mike, you know what? We should have taken that. I don't run to these. I think there's so much volatility in college football. When you're betting these teams to go out and win 10, win 11, you'd ask me about Clemson, I don't have a problem telling you. I think they're just that good. I think the conference sets up. I think they're outer space good. They have a kid who could go number one last year, this year. He will go number one next year in Trevor Lawrence. Washington, why why am I betting on an unknown? That's what Jacob Eason is. I don't care what you did at prom. I don't care what people thought of you at 7-on-7s seven in Elite 11 camp. You know what I know about Jacob Eason? He played about three snaps at Georgia and got hurt, and now he's going back home to play. Okay, I got to see it. Mm-hmm. That's just me. Maybe I'll miss out. Maybe you guys will cash the ticket. No interest in Washington. The, the low one that I love is Maryland, four, four and a half, depending on the book. I just don't think it's that much to ask for Maryland to find a way to get five wins. Mike, I'm not saying Mar- be bad. I'm not saying Maryland's going to be great, but that that's so low. Um, I just don't think they're a, they're going to win three, four games. I think they're going to be a little one. more than that. I'll give you one, and I was listening to uh, the Bear, Chris Falica, and I, th- I thought he made some interesting points. If you want a low one that's not like, it's not too low, but do you consider five and a half low? Yes, absolutely. Okay. How about over five and a half Wake Forest? Yeah. Now, that's a bowl caliber team. Dave Clawson. Yeah, quality coaching staff. They return most of their defense. 
I, I happen to like them in week one, so we'll talk about that in a little bit. But maybe over five and a half, just get to six and six and get in a bowl game. ACC, very soft. Wake will be well-coached, well-prepared, and they'll have a defense where, like I said, I think they return seven or eight of their top 10 or 11 tacklers. Um, to me, Wake over five and a half has a little, a little sizzle to it. I'll tell you the other one, right around five wins. I think they're at five wins. West Virginia. See, I just think that's a giant clusterfuck. Yeah. New but coaching if, staff, new offense, you know, transfer QB, Austin Kendall from Oklahoma. I, I like, you know what the problem is for me? And maybe we'll, we'll get some engagement from the listeners on this. I, I don't like the unknowns. Mm-hmm. If you're asking me to project four months in advance, there's already enough unknowns out there. But so when, I, when you're asking me, Mike, if you're going to put your money down on something, why would I then take the already unbelievable unknowns of college football and the season and then add more unknowns with, can the quarterback play? What offense they run? Yep. Well, is this new coach any good? There's just too much there. And, and, and you know, maybe, maybe I'm giving you a square play. Maybe because I only like the things where the knowns are, maybe it's square. But for me, this is why I don't mess with this stuff. You know why I like betting the games? And you know why I'll, be, uh, I'll have a lot more to say about talking the games? Because it's right in front of you. Yeah. But also, too, fun note, just so people understand, you know the bookmaker's most profitable month? September. Is it September? Especially in college football. Because there's just so Be, many crazy things. Well, because of the unknowns. Yeah. Well, and, and, but let me build on that point then. With speaking of the unknowns, and what I mean by that, new head coach, new quarterback. Yeah. Mike, I don't like Ohio State at ten and a half wins. I, I don't. I'm not going to just pencil in Ohio State to win eleven I games. Look, I, I sure I think they can be good, but but you're talking about the unknowns of a of Fields and Ryan Day. They're going to be good, but I can't just automatically write an over bet at 11 wins for OSU with how this Big Ten is going to be. No, and you got to show me an Ohio State defense that, that wants to play. And Ohio State, even under the greatest coach possibly of, of modern Big Ten history and Urban Meyer, they always drop the game they shouldn't drop. Yep. Uh, Mike, I have no interest in the over-under with OSU. I have no interest in the over-under of Michigan. If you forced me, I would say under 10.5. Here's the problem. That number's coming down now to where it's nine and a half. For Michigan, you're saying. There's not a lot of value there. I think the one over-under total that's interesting, I gave you Michigan State. You're losing some value there. I think Indiana's at six, might dabble with an under there, but I don't love any of this stuff. I think you, if you want to do this, do you believe two of the following three teams will make the playoff? Clemson, Bama, Georgia. You believe two of those three make it? For sure. Play the over for all three. Yeah. And here's the best part. When it goes to Bama... All Bama's got to do is get to 11-0 because then you can hedge for the Auburn game mm-hmm. in case of. I just think you could play those three overs and shut the door on all of it, probably go 2-1. and one. Yeah. No, and especially when I think though definitely two of those three teams will make the playoff. Yeah, and obviously there's a risk that Bama and Georgia get, you know, there's a there's a, a head-to-head there. Cannibalize each other. I, I get know. all that, but I mean, Clemson to me is the only one I would really look to do, and, and even then... That ain't my bag. I was. I'm glad you uh, side with me on OSU, though. I was interested to I see do. if you'd if you'd uh, disagree and take no, the over. Not at all. All right, let's get into the slate because I think there's just a ton of games we got to run through. I want to give information on a bunch, um, and then certainly we'll kind of pit stop on the ones we like. And, and Mike, we're gonna play. It's gonna be called play it or pass it. Mm-hmm. All right. It's not like a game. I don't have Roberto in a tuxedo, but you have yeah. a right and understand, people. If you're gonna go out and you're gonna bet 30 games in a weekend, you're gonna lose. Okay? You're going to bet 20 games in a weekend. You're going to lose. Even when I go to Vegas and I play, 
I greatly limit. I get made fun of by my friends because I will wait and wait. And if a number isn't right and I don't like it, I don't take it. I'll sit out. I'll grab a drink. I'll do whatever. Just, you're not going to get me to pick every game. I'll give you I'll give you leans. I'll give you sides. But we're going to run through these. I'll tell you the games I really like. But let's run yep. through because I'm excited about kickoff tonight. And hopefully people have subscribed to this and they're getting it pre-kickoff. UCLA, Cincinnati, UCLA traveling to historic Nippert Stadium. Uh, line opened at four. It's down to three. Yeah, I'd say historic. Hey, by listen, the way. it sounded good. I've been didn't there before, it? though. That's it's like underneath the, the street. It's sweet. That's fabulous. Yeah. It's, it's built under an arterial. The field gets really hot. They have a beautiful weight room, though. Here's the deal: opened at four. UCLA now getting three. I, I would tell you, I think it's UCLA or pass. I don't love Cincinnati. I know they had some success. I look at UCLA. They return everybody. The problem is they return everybody from a three-win football team. Chip Kelly, year two, you'd expect a step forward. This is not a game I would play. I would just tell you, if you're going to do it, like UCLA, like the points, one note, public is split on it, damn near 50-50 on the bets. Okay. But 62% of the money is on the Bruins. Yeah, I was just seeing 65, yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, listen, I, I, I would pass on it. Good game to watch, good game to kick off college football. I can't trust Chip Kelly because, that, again, they were absolutely dreadful. But I would lean, take the points here, and take the road dog. Agree? Disagree? Yeah, I would, I'm would. i going to pass on it as well, but I would actually lean towards Cincinnati in this one. I think that, yeah, we mentioned the unknowns, and, and you certainly just said Chip Kelly. I don't know. I, I don't think there's also going to be anywhere near as many points in this game as people might think where UCLA can go in and just win in a shootout or something like that. What do you have um, as the total in this? So, so interestingly enough, it was 65 what it opened at. Now it's down to 57 and a half. Yeah, you know why, though? Both these teams want to run the ball, yeah, and and Chip Kelly specifically. Look, Chip, everyone thinks high flying Oregon. It never centered around throwing it fifty times a game. They're going to want to run the football. Both teams, and I think you could try to see long sustained drives. Problem is now there's no there's no value. Exactly. I, th- I think if you bet the under Three points, if you bet the under at sixty five, let me ask you this question because you're good at totals. Mm-hmm. If you bet the under at sixty five, would you come back and middle it and bet the over at fifty seven? Oh, I hate doing that. I'm just asking. I, no, I wouldn't. I, <laughs> okay. I hate doing that when there's a, there's such a small window it's to, a middle. to hit both. Hey, listen, you got an eight-point window here You're if right. you want it. It's, uh, it's right around eight points. I, I just hate doing that. So, no, I wouldn't. I would stick with my guns okay. on that. There's no shame. All right, let's go to game two. Clemson, Georgia Tech. Um, look, line open to 33.5. It's all the way out to 37. Might get to 38 by kickoff. Here's the issue for me. We talk about knowns and unknowns. Yep. This this is hard enough if you're going to bet games to win with what you think you know. All it usually teaches you is you don't know what you don't know. Georgia Tech is coming out after two, de- two three decades of running the triple option. Paul Johnson and his saggy khakis. Uh, they're going to come out and run the spread. Okay. Do you realize they had like 15 scholarship running backs on the team last year? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with that when you run a pro-style offense? Or when you run an air rate. So I don't know what G-Tech's going to do. Clemson, to me, isn't going to show much. They'll come out, get Trevor Lawrence warm, jump out, but then what? They got A&M next week. They got Cuse in two weeks. I don't think Clemson's going to show anything, but I don't know if Georgia Tech's going to score. Uh, and I'm not trying to be a, a dick about it. It's just, look, th- the bet I would make in this game, would if you're forcing me, 
would have been G Tech. I'm not really? touching it. I'm passing it. Oh, Mike, look, yeah. you get you get in the business of your season opener when you got it. You've got a, a top ten borderline opponent next week. Clemson's going to get up and power down. Georgia Tech's just going to go out there and try to run their offense that they're just learning, right? Georgia Tech has reason to try until the very end, specifically offensively. Look, guys, we got to get this going. And a late touchdown against Clemson where G-Tech is going to be working on something, trying to get even a base offense installed, and Clemson's got their fourth-string kids in, that could break your back. If you're given 37, 38 by kickoff. So this is why I don't touch it. I know everybody is all hard up to bet games because it's the opener. I'm passing on this. Yeah, it's uh, dude, I hate betting when it's 37 points. How about the over-under of 60? That's what I was just looking at, which is kind of confusing. So we're talking about how Georgia Tech's going to even have trouble scoring. They're basically basically telling you that... uh, They're going to put up two touchdowns. Clemson's going to beat them 47 to 13. Right, yeah. That's kind of what they're they're telling you. I I just I it's, wouldn't mess with it again. If you're going to lean, wouldn't you lean under? You can't be in the I position would, I would of lean Clemson under. having to score sixty. I would lean under the. It, it's Georgia Tech. I'm torn on because I know they're over under for the season is four wins this year. A lot of people think they're going to exceed that, but Georgia Tech also their last five trips to Clemson has not covered the spread once. You want it, play it, or pass it. So uh, I'm going to pass it. All right, I'm, I'm going to give you. It. I'm going to give you my first play of the season, the first play of cash the ticket. This is probably where I'm going to get d- d- just dick kicked. Texas State getting currently 33 and a half from Texas A&M down in College Station, and you you probably go well. Yeah, this one's all you. I want to hear this. What are you insane? Well, first things first. I noticed this all week, Mike. Obviously, the public is on A&M. 63 percent of the bets, right? Yeah, big But thing. for 37% of the bets, over 60% of the money is on TSU. Now, hmm. with Texas State, a couple of things. A, Jake Spavital, who's their new coach, former Aggie assistant, went to West Virginia, OC. Was the OC out at Cal? They're going to run up-tempo, wide open, get after it. What did we just talk about with Clemson? About how they don't, they're not going to show much. They're going to rest their people. They got AM next week. If you're Jimbo Fisher and you're AM, you're 34 point favorites in week one. You've got Clemson next week. I know it's the opener. I know the, 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 the guys will be excited to play, but let's face it, their minds are already on Clemson, right? You got to cover a massive number against a team that's going to throw it around. Plus, it's a former Aggie assistant. Now, not a Jimbo Fisher guy, Mm -hmm. but I do think there is this, I don't know, there's something to it where it's really tough for me to believe Jimbo Fisher's going to go the extra mile to rub it in Jake Spavital's face. He doesn't have that issue. It's not a guy who left his staff, but it is a former Aggie. To me, I could see A&M, obviously, they're going to win the game. That's not what this is about. This is not one of the underdogs where I'm going, this is live. Mike, 33 and a half. A&M distracted, look ahead to Clemson, shut it down early, wide open offense on the underdog, score a few points. I mean, Mike, if, if they can get in the end zone twice, you tell me the Aggies got to get to 50 to cover the number. You want to get to 50, you actually got to try. Yeah. I think Texas State is really that's interesting. A, that's a great one. And I'm just giving you an angle on it. Again, under 40% of the bets are on Texas State, but over 60% of the money. That's interesting. There's a widespread there. So, to me, I'm going to play it. Give me Texas State plus 33 and a half. 
Yeah, that's that's crazy. I'll, uh, the day, the reasoning's perfect for that. Another thing I was looking at is, and for what it's worth, Texas State, I remember looking at them a few different times last year. When they're on the road, they are extremely good at covering somehow. Yeah, well, it's funny you mentioned 5-0 in their last five road games to end the season last year. Yeah. They covered every one of their five road games. Yeah. I, you know what? I had it as 4-0-1, but maybe book differential yeah. there. Yeah. But no, you're right. 4-0 against the spread in their last four on grass if you want it. But... Here's the other side. The Aggies are 8-0 against the spread their last eight non-conference games. Something's got to give. I'm going to take the points. Do I wish I had it at 34.5? Yes. Of course. But 33.5 is still a nice number. I'm going to play it, Texas You make anything. You just read that one. You make anything out of the grass stats? I I don't. I mean, I see those all the time. They're 10-0 in their last 10 on grass. I think the only only time you can do it is if you've got a high-powered offense, if you've got a team that runs no huddle. Let's say you got a team like Hawaii who's got this gross imbalance of success on turf or success at home on turf, and then they go road, grass, sure. and, and they're like, oh, for their last 11. I mean, look, I've got a stat on Purdue. I've got an opinion on the Purdue game that we'll get to in a little bit. Like, yeah, you got to use some of these things. And I think I personally think that the grass versus turf matters more if you're looking at NFL games than college. That's just my opinion. Next up on the slate, and I don't want to spend too much time on it, but you know I like Army. You know I'm a believer in their talent. Um they are playing what could be the worst Division One football team in America in Rice. There is a chance Rice goes winless. All right, so the next game I want to cover, and this is probably the game I'm most excited to watch. It's the Holy War. It's Utah traveling to BYU. Utah, it opened up at 6.5. It's at 6.5. Public loves Utah. Who wouldn't? They got a top three D-line. They were kind of a, a playoff sleeper darling, Pac-12 darling. I will tell you I'm interested in watching the game. I don't have an opinion on this. I don't like road favorites giving a touchdown in rivalry games. I know BYU hasn't beaten Utah in a while. I understand Utah's the better team. But if you're asking me on a Thursday night at home, bitter rivals, and you're giving me a touchdown, if you forced a gun to my head to play, I would play BYU. Hmm. I'm going to pass it and watch it. I want your opinion on this I'm going to play Utah in this one. I think that Utah, and I was looking at some trends here, they, they always start the season well in terms of covering in August, covering early in the season. I honestly thought that'd be a little more than six points, six and a half points, I believe, believe it's at. I'll take Utah in this one to, to kind of come out you know, strong this year, send a message, and, and win by 10, 14 points. Right, listen, go for it. Yep. You can have it. Um, all right, let's get to the Friday slate because there's a ton of games I'm interested in. I think Friday night is a super interesting card um army you know i like them i'm obsessed i can't help it line opened up minus 24 and a half they're currently 22 point favorites against rice now look rice might be the worst division one team in america they may go winless and no i don't think i'm gonna play this but i will tell you this everyone runs away from these power running option teams like they can't put up numbers let me tell you something you go against triple option and you get out of position, you get tired. Those aren't three, four-yard gains. Those are eight-yard, 12-yard, 11-yard, nine-yard, 40, touchdown, go home. I think Army laying the points is the side to play here. Not sure I want to lay that many 
when you got to beat a team by three touchdowns? 21 and a half, I see here. Yeah. Okay, see, and here's the other problem. This is good. If that thing crosses 21, you're approaching like a steam play where basically, and it's it, and I've got an angle on that for the Purdue game. Mike, mm-hmm. if the line bl- blew through 24 with ease and then it goes to 21 with ease, you kind of feel like you're on the wrong side. Not going to play it, but if I were... I'd go Army, but I'm going to pass on it. But don't sleep on Army to put up Army, numbers yeah. on bad teams. I love Army in this game. I, I think that that's if it's tw- down to 21, 21 and a half points right now, I see. Oh, he's going. I would play Roberto. Army with that. He's going right into the oncoming train. I think, right, dude, Rice is so bad. They could go winless. Rice is such an awful team. We know Army's going to be very, you know, they're extremely stingy on third Where's down. this on the big forehead index, the BFI confidence level, zero to 10? Uh, six and a half. So pass or play? Play. You're playing. Six, seven, six and a half to seven. Six point eight, I'll say. Why do I worry um, about you playing every game once we get to Saturday? <laughs> I think I've decided too so far that I'm for sure playing Utah Army. Uh, but Mike, would it surprise you if I told you that seventy three percent of the money is on Army? No. At least I'm. Or excuse, I see seventy three percent, and maybe that's bets. But point is, everyone's all over. Yeah. Army. Now, listen. The problem is. I guess I would wait until Friday night, see where that number's at. I'd really feel a lot more comfortable if it went back out to 23, actually, 24. Mm. Just to let me know that I'm not like the only guy in the world who's considering, look, Mike, if you got 68% of the bets and 68% of the money on Army, why is that line going down? I don't get that. Oh, it's okay. a reverse it's called, line move. Yeah, right? exactly. And if you bet into the RLM, you're generally going to go home with your schwanz yeah. in your hand. <laughs> but if you want it, you got it. Yeah, that is uh, weird. I am going to pass officially. Quick note, Wisconsin, South Florida. The note is simple. I'm passing. I'm not touching this game with a 10-foot pole. I think the number is strange. Wisconsin opened up as an 11-point favorite. They're an 11.5-point favorite now. I need to see Wisconsin's quarterback play. I need to see how the pieces fit. South Florida, don't know enough about them, don't care enough about them. Just not a game I'm interested in. I don't bet on teams where I don't know what the quarterback is or what the hell's going to happen unless you give me a number that is like grossly out of line. This seems about right. Would it surprise me if Wisconsin won 42 to 17? No. But it also wouldn't surprise me if Wisconsin found themselves in a dogfight because seemingly now the new tradition is their quarterback's going to be shit. So I'm going to just stay away from this puppy altogether and watch. And, and and use what I learn later with Wisconsin. I'm going to pass on this. Go. Yeah, too many points for me. I could see somewhat of a slow start for Wisconsin um, in terms of the game, not not the season per se. The game kind of starts slow. First half, it's certainly a game. 11 points, I'm not going to mess with that either. All right, next game, and I'm going to fully recuse myself from this as a Michigan State graduate. Um, <laughs> well, no, and, and I'm going to help people. I'm not going to be in the business of betting against my own team, but MSU just doesn't cover in home openers. I mean, it's seemingly like eight years since they've covered in a home opener. Last year, 20-point favorites, whatever it was, against Utah State didn't cover. They don't cover the number. It opened up at 21.5. Earth is on Michigan State. It's out to 23.5. Here's what I'll tell you. For me, I'm going to stay away. I'm going to pour a three-shot margarita. Nice. I'm going to sit back, relax, enjoy this one. I'm not fucking around with this. I'm not. I don't know. You want to talk unknowns for people that aren't familiar with Michigan State? Allegedly a brand new offense, brand new OC, brand new players all over the place in new faces and new places angle. Don't know if they're going up tempo or not. Don't know if they're going spread or not. 
Don't know if they're going two back or not. Don't know what the tight end grouping and inclusions will look like. Don't know what the personnel groupings are. The only thing I can tell you is Michigan State's defense is badass. I wouldn't, I'm not messing with any of this because D'Antonio has a bad track record of covering. If you want it, God bless and good luck. You can take the underdog, but don't be shocked if MSU comes out with something to prove. Offense was an embarrassment. They got to work on a lot of things. We talked about how Georgia Tech's got a lot to work on. Well, it's kind of the same principle here. MSU may want to come out, prove a point, gain some confidence, and drop a bomb on somebody. Totally. Too many unknowns. I am passing on this. I I think that they are going to try to do this for once. They're going to try to come out and send a message, hey, our offense is fine. We changed some things. It's going to be good. Some numbers to kind of support what you were saying, though. So last six games in August... To start the year, they're one and five against the spread. They just don't cover. Your your point is well taken about that. And also, and I think this speaks to it as well. You mentioned sometimes, Mike. You didn't just now, but you sometimes mention Michigan State playing those Friday night games. Mm. When they play their Friday games, they're one and six against the spread in their yeah, last seven. They don't cover. They just don't. If you uh, let's pass or play. <sighs> I like Michigan State, but. Here's what we do when we when we bet like this. It's too big of a risk to play it because, again, I, I think their offense is going to come out strong, but it's just too many risks, too many points. I'm going to stay away from it. Next game on the slate. I do have an opinion on this one. Um, Utah State travels to Winston-Salem to take on Wake Forest. It opened at three. Wake Forest is now giving four. Now, listen, Utah State, they were a nightmare last year, and their quarterback, Jordan Love, is awesome. You know what the problem is? I don't know what's around him. Utah State lost four of their top five offensive linemen, graduated six linemen total. Um, wide receiving group was ravaged by graduation or transfer. You're going on the road cross country. Wake Forest brought it up earlier. I think they're an interesting team over five and a half. But Wake Forest, well coached, yep. at home, bowl caliber team. If you believe that, that, that they're an over candidate, you're laying the four. I just can't buy Utah State that many new faces. Do they have the best player on the field? Yes. So many new faces. But Receivers, linemen. Right. I mean, my God. Right. And I, I was I was reading a note. I think they have two guys on the team that caught even 10 passes last year. Look, this is as much about situation as it is about talent. Wake Forest is bringing back a defense that's experienced. Utah State's going to bring in an offense that's inexperienced. They got to travel across the country, uh, play it or pass it. I'm going to play Wake Forest minus four. Everything Love else it. is in line. You know, there's no money differential here that that's out of whack with the ratio. I like Wake Forest. Love it. I think new coordinators on both sides for Utah State as well. Uh, not to mention a 2,000 mile flight to play this game. Um, I, I think Wake Forest is definitely the play here. Oh, and and, Wait, and they've been good, man. They've uh, Dave Clawson's done a great job at Wake Forest. Three, three, three straight con- bowls. Yeah, three consecutive bowl victories, um, and that was after four straight seasons with the losing record. Yeah, I, I'm I'm going to play it. Where are you player pass? Yeah, playing it Wake right. Forest. Uh, so totally. I, I tell you, Roberto totally. Sully's playing these games like drums. He's in on all <laughs> of them. Uh, next game on the list. I can't make fun of him because I'm probably going to do this. And heaven help me, this is where I could get buzzsawed. Uh, Purdue travels to Reno to take on the Wolfpack in Nevada. Purdue opened up as 8.5-point favorites. They are now 11-point favorites, and it is steamy. That line went right through the 10-point barrier. You know, if it goes through 3, if it goes through 7, if it goes through 10, if it goes through 14, those are your critical numbers. 
This is a this is a steam deluxe here. So I feel like I feel like I could be walking into a buzzsaw here. But I've liked Nevada all week. You're giving me eleven. I'm I'm I, I've got what I deem to be a bad Big Ten team. I think Purdue's taking a major step back this year. I don't know that they're a bowl team. They're going to go on the road as a double-digit favorite. Fun note, Jeff Brom as head coach of Purdue. They've been favored five times on the road outside of playing Illinois. Five times. They are 0-5 in those games. In three of those games, they were nine-and-a-half-point favorites or more. Mm. I, I just can't buy bad teams as big favorites. Okay. And they can win the game, that's fine. Do they have one of my favorite players in American, Rondell Moore? Of course. You know what the problem is? Mike, I don't know what they got around Rondell Moore. Sure. I think they're taking a major step back. I'm going to take the home dog here. I'm going to take the 11. I am going to play Nevada plus 11 even though I could I could be walking right to my own death with the way this spread is going. What I'll do then is I'll parlay that into the total as well. Um, I love the under 58 points. I think that's way too many points. Purdue, their last 12 road games, the under's 10-2. and two. They don't put up a lot of points on the road. I think, uh, sure, let's, you know, let's do, let's do Nevada and then the under 58 points. I'll, I'll do the little parlay on that one. Why do I feel like you're going to be out of money by week three? Dude, I love the under in this one. You disagree with that? 58 points? You think it's going to be... I have no opinion. No, I'm being serious. I'm not, I'm not breaking your stones. I don't have an opinion. Totals are not my deal, I and I leave it to you. Here, you want a total? This was the next game on my list on Friday night. This will be Sully, shirtless, hammered, chasing <laughs> Oklahoma State, Oregon State, in Corvallis. Yeah. Okie State opened as a 16.5-point favorite. It's down to 14. I know you're going to have a, a thought on the total, though. Crazy number. Which opened at, what, 72? Opened 73 and a half. It's now 72. Go ahead. Offer the people something there. Play it or pass it. Oh, that's so tough when there's so many points. But, dude, I love rooting for points. Um, it's it's a little, it's even a little too high out of my uh, stratosphere for betting on, on overs, although I do love to. Look, I know that Oregon State is fantastic. In the over, so is Oklahoma State. Or I wrote it down earlier. Oregon State, 13-3. and three, The overs hit in their last 16. In Oklahoma State's last 19, it was 13-6. and six. But I can't I can't do 72 points in week okay, one. Pass it. Yep. Um, interesting note here. It gives you an opportunity to just be totally contrarian, and you rarely see this. Mike, did you catch the East Carolina-NC State line? Open to 20-and-a-half, yeah. NC State laying it. It's down no. to 17. But here's what's interesting. Right now... 68% of the bets and 80% of the money are on East Carolina. I mean, you want to talk about the most popular underdog of the week, it's East Carolina. Wow. So here's my question. At what point do you lose all value in East Carolina? This thing's down to 17. If this thing gets to 16 and a half, again, it's like you're you're gonna you might be running into a freight train. Mike, how on earth is East Carolina of all teams this chic underdog I pick? I, it just doesn't add up to me. I wanted to give you a chance to uh, bloviate. On well, that. we mentioned. I think the the quote unquote unknown has kind of been the theme of this uh, of this show so far. Well, it's Mike, week one of college football. I, Jesus, but, I don't have a crystal ball. But that's the thing. If it's a situation like this, I can't play a game. And be super confident in Good, it when, when, there, when there's too many unknowns for me personally. But I, where I do uh, side with you is the whole East Carolina thing. I, I don't know how they're this uh, 
this loved, you know, underdog or whatever. Yeah. Of the money. I kind of just think you're getting into territory where NC State, from a value standpoint, becomes the play there. But I, I'm not going to yep. dive in on that. Not week one. Don't want to be out of money by week three. Uh, your boy Rich Rod is the new offensive coordinator at Ole Miss. Wanted to give you an opportunity to shout him out. Uh, Ole Miss at Memphis. Ole Miss getting yep. six and a half. Any thoughts on that game? Yeah, so opened at, let's see, opened at Memphis minus six and a half. Now I see Memphis minus five. Correct. I screwed up and I'm an idiot. Memphis minus five. (sighs) Oh, I think you're going to trap yourself. It almost, isn't this an example of one that kind of sounds too good to be true? Thank you very much. And Memphis is probably going to win the All-American Happy Action Fun Time Conference. I wouldn't touch this with a 10-foot pole. You got two new coordinators at Ole Miss. Rich Rod on the O, McIntyre on a date of former college, uh, college, the former Colorado head coach. I wouldn't touch this at all, but I know you want to get your leg in a bear trap. Go ahead. Come on, Sully, do it. Yeah, do take it. Take it. Do it. Take, take it. it. I can't, Take, take the dog. I I, I'd <laughs> love to. You know I love playing, uh, playing, game, playing games like that, man. Yeah. No, Ole Miss. Right. Is, an Ole Miss. And I, I bet on him a couple times last year. Ole Miss was terrible against the spread, especially late in the season. Uh, I, I can't. Week one, I, I don't think I can lay that. Although don't. it does look interesting. All right, FAU travels to Columbus. Uh, opened yep. up at twenty six and a half. OSU now twenty seven and a half. I'm not touching it. I'm going to kick back, relax. I want to see Fields play. I want to see Ryan Day call plays. I want to see what we're working with here. Lane Kiffin usually has a live offense. Uh, Numbers weird. Don't have a great feel. Don't need to play every game. I'm going to pass on this, but wanted to make sure we at least had it there for the people. I know a lot of Buckeyes nationwide, a lot of Buckeyes in our listening audience. Um, I'm just going to pass on this one and watch. I think Ohio State's going to open up a can, though. Okay, there you go. I really do. And the reason why is kind of the opposite of what I said with why I'm not taking them for the over 10.5 on the season, because that's a full season. But in Game 1, I think that Fields and Ryan Day, I think they're absolutely going to want to come out, send a message, run up the score, and just go... Go score as many points as possible. So I think I, I think laying the twenty seven and a half, a small wager on that's fine. Officially playing. Yes. Wow. Yep. This kid. Roberto, I'm gonna need a new co-host. Well, I think I've four. done what three out of the three out of the eight. I'm up to like seventeen for you. I don't three know what you're talking seven, about. Three out of the seven, four. Uh, up next, Sully's lead pipe lock. Uh, you know, murder your bookie pick of the week. He's taking Howard, getting twenty nine and a half. That's the one you were talking about earlier. Explain that. No, please. all all I said to you when we were, we were sitting and chatting is Maryland could be god awful. I mean, god-awful. And sure, they'll beat Howard. But if you're Maryland and you're a 3-9 and nine football team, are you really in the business of giving 30 points to anybody? No. You could be playing neighborhood children. You don't have a right to give 30. I'm not going to get on the air and recommend somebody plays this. I just, in passing, and now I'm going to have to watch what I say to you off the air because you're going to bring it up on the air. Mm-hmm. I just said to you in passing, that, that looks messed up to me. Yeah. But I'm not touching yeah, I'm, that. Yeah, I am not going to be playing this game. I, I think that Maryland is going to be better than people think in terms of the three or four wins. Mm-hmm. I really believe that. But this game, I'm not, no way, I'm li- am I laying almost 30 points? Uh, quick note here on what could be a live underdog, and it's a really interesting spot. This is one of those games that as an athletic director, I don't understand why you ever take it. Mississippi State is traveling to Louisiana Lafayette, the Raging Cajuns, yeah. opened up at 22 and a half. It's down to 20. Right. Uh, the interesting note of all of it, this is an underdog that I think has more teeth than East Carolina. 63% of the bets, 79% of the money on the Raging Cajuns. 
I don't wow. know. I don't know why, as an SEC team, you take this game. This will be the Super Bowl for Louisiana Lafayette. It's the only Power Five team Louisiana Lafayette plays. Um, it, it just to me. Wow. Look, this is not a game you would ever take. I'm not going to add this to the card. This was the last game I left off my card. This is the one where I said it's week one. Don't be an asshole. Don't bet every game. Be careful. I would absolutely back Louisiana Lafayette if I was going to be a degenerate. Wow. Um, but but I'm telling you. Come on, just a small play? No, absolutely not. I, I'm passing it, but I wanted to offer that to the people as just an informational standpoint. That's one to keep an eye on how that spread acts up towards Saturday. Also, similar to Michigan State we were talking about with how they start the season and don't really cover, Mississippi yeah. State. One in seven against the spread in their last mm. in their last eight games in August. Oh, so that's telling he's, tell, he's no, talking dirty to me. That's Roberto. telling you something as well. Come on, let's let's commit, convince you to a small play. That tells you something with Mississippi State that they don't cover Week One. I don't even know who the goddamn quarterback is. Is it Nick Stevens? Did he win the yeah, job? I thought who, it was. Who's yeah. the quarterback now? It could be you. Yeah, I don't. I just Mike. I'm going to stay away from it. But you do like it. I, I like it. I don't love it. I'm trying to just give people information in week one so they can do what they want to do. But you can't start picking 20 games a week. It's not fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll lose. But, I mean, who are we kidding? It's not like people are looking at us to pay their mortgage. I'm just trying to have a little fun and give people some thoughts and bullshit about college football. I'll give you some picks. Um, yep. But, yeah, I, I, I like – how about this? If you're asking me between the two, East Carolina, Louisiana, Lafayette, I like Louisiana, Lafayette a lot better. Um I don't really have an opinion on South Carolina, North Carolina. I'm going to move past that game. I will just tell you that thing is, I mean, there isn't enough money in the world. I mean, the world is on South Carolina. This number started at 7, went out to 8, went to 10. It's now out to 11 this morning. I mean, it is a freight train on South Carolina, yeah. 66% of the bets, 85% of the money. Wow. You do what you want with it. I'm not getting involved there. I'll give you a game I do like, and I, and I got to tell you, this stat, again, this was from the Bear, Chris Fallica, ESPN.com, and I, I thought this stat was amazing. Eastern Michigan is laying six and a half to the college, college of uh, college of Coastal Carolina. It's Coastal Carolina, Coastal not, Carolina. not College of Charleston. The Chanticleers. How about this for Eastern? If you want to play a trend, Eastern in their last 14 road games, and Eastern is traveling here. Now, again, how does a Mac school take a game at Coastal Carolina? But they in their last 14 road games, Eastern Michigan is 3-11, and 11, hmm. 11 losses, duh, but the three wins by six points or less. They're a six-and-a-half-point favorite here. Yeah. Now, look, Chris Creighton's done an unbelievable job at Eastern. This is a really weird spot. It's a weird game, and Eastern lives on the edge playing close games. Here's your small play degenerate special because I like that stat so much. (laughs) I'm going to play it. Totally embarrassing that I'm even uttering these words. Coastal Carolina getting the six-and-a-half because Eastern never covers numbers on the road. How wow. about that as a six stat? I'm not going to play that like you are, but it, hey, that, I did not hear those stats. That's pretty crazy. How much you want to bet that's it. the worst bet of the week? 
<laughs> I'm going to get absolutely well, destroyed. But you can, it, even if you lose, it's well researched and well thought out, so you can live with that, right? Uh, I, listen, it's not about me living with it. It's about the people. Right. I'm here for the people. Uh, Duke Bama on Saturday. I don't have a big thought. Dylan Moses out for for Bama for the year. Torn ACL. Stud linebacker. Um, I'm just not into the game. I'm not into the number. I don't have a strong opinion one way or the other. The number's now down. Uh, it's out to 33 and a half. I think if it crossed 34, maybe you sniff around it, but I, I'm going to pass it and just watch. Yep. Hey, not not a big answer for me out of that one. I would pass as well. Just a game that I really don't want to touch right now. All right. Explain Northwestern as a six and a half point dog traveling out to the farm to take on Stanford. Yep. Mike, explain to me why is Northwestern an almost seven point underdog? Is it, and now again, maybe it's a comment on the quarterback situation. Did Hunter Johnson not win the job? Fitzgerald won't tell anybody. Is it Trent Green's kid? I just, this is a weird one. Fitz is one of my favorite coaches. You're giving me almost a touchdown. The public is all over. Northwestern here, 71% of the bets, 92% of the money. Yet the line, six and a half, six and a half. You do what you want with it. I'm kind of intrigued, but here's, I am staying away. Here's why. Obviously, Northwestern, new quarterback. Um, they do Northwestern, they do return nine out of their 11 starters on defense. That's huge for them. But I think that the reason why maybe it's where it's at is because Stanford, for some reason, very, very good in their opening game of the season covering. Four and one in their last five. When you look at Northwestern, one and four in their last five non-conference games. Outside of Big Ten play, when Northwestern plays a non-conference opponent, they, generally, they, have, they did not cover it all last year, really. Yes, I know it's a new team, but I think that those trends definitely might be factoring into it. Uh, quick note, Syracuse and Liberty. I know you're going to laugh at this game, but I, I love when Power 5 teams take bad, weird road games. This is primo. Why is Syracuse traveling to yeah. Liberty? You got Hugh Freeze coaching from a hotel room. I mean, it's a total... Isn't Syracuse ranked? Yeah, and, but here's the problem. It's also a weird number. They're now they're now laying 19 points. A couple notes on Liberty. Uh, they've already got a, a big upset when they beat Baylor in 17. Uh, they averaged almost 35 points a game last year, top 35 offense. They returned their quarterback. They returned their top two receivers. They returned their top two running backs. Um, look, Liberty can score. Liberty yeah. can get up and down. Now the Orange, 5-1 and one against the number their last six games overall. But here's the counter. Liberty is 5-0 and against the number. Their last five against the ACC. And Liberty, 17-4 and against the spread. Their last 21 yeah. non-conference Fantastic games. Fantastic in non-conference. I, I think Liberty is super interesting here. The public's all over Syracuse. The money's all over Cuse. I keep an eye on that one because that spread is growing and we're taping Thursday. You get that thing towards 20. You get that thing towards a, a, yeah. a better number. Just keep your eye on Liberty if you're looking for a live dog and, and one of those weird Power 5 road games. No, that's one I would play for sure. You Oh, you're playing it? If it gets close to 20 or 21, yeah. Not at 19. I see it at 18 and a half right now even. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, and that's a kind of, what, 6 p.m. on Saturday? Expecting a ton of points in that one. The over-under's climbing towards 70 uh, points. That again, that's got you shirtless, no, but, drunk, chasing. No, but you'd agree with me. Calling Roberto for advice. Would you agree with me that looking at the over-under can be, it's interesting to see what, what they're expecting for the game in terms of the, yeah. the total points, the trend, the scoring, whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm going to gloss over Boise State, Florida State. I would just tell you this. I don't trust Willie Taggart. I don't trust no. the Florida State quarterback situation. I don't trust 
that offensive line. They have a lot to prove. This is one where I just think you're getting incredible value on a well-coached team, on a team that's used to big games, on a team that travels well. Boise State getting four and a half here. Man, I I don't know that FSU should be in a position to be a favorite over anybody until they prove it. I didn't add it to my card, but if you're sitting at home and you just demand action, yeah, I just think the value. I mean, you want to talk about a contrarian play, the public, the money, all of it is all over FSU. I think Boise State is a perfect contrarian play here, four and a half. Uh, Mike, what does Florida State do well? Answer, nothing. Why are they four yeah, and a half There's a lot favorites? of uncertainty, clear, clearly, with Florida State. I would tend to go—I'm not going to play it, but I would tend to go to the opposite, though. I would play Florida State at four and a half. I think that you know they return, they return 16 of their top 20 tacklers on defense. I, I could see them winning this game by a touchdown. What about UVA and Pitt? Now, Virginia is a team. I think they could go over their win total this year. I think Virginia— I mean, obviously, uh, with with, the, with their quarterback play, with the way that they came down the stretch, look, Virginia, to me, they could keep it going. They return a great defense. Pitt, look, I love the Nardog. I love Pat Narduzzi, but let's face it now. Uh, they got to replace their top two running backs. Darren Hall graduated. Cadre Allison graduated. They're gone. They're both out. I mean, Pitt played UVA last year late. UVA was ravaged by injury. I don't mind Virginia here. It's a little bit weird. I don't love road favorites early in the year, but you know what? Mike, Pitt to me, Narduzzi hasn't been able to install his defense the way he's wanted. You're breaking in a new team. You got a good defense. Defense travels. You got the better quarterback. I like Virginia laying the two and a half here. I, I, I'm a tepid play it, yeah. but I didn't want to seem like a total bitch in week one, so I'm going to play it. Uh, UVA minus the two and a half. Your thoughts? Yeah, no issue. I think Virginia is going to be better than some people think this year. Uh, I've seen that in a few different articles with their over-unders. But I, I think that it also, the only thing when you look at this matchup is that Virginia, for some reason, they're just terrible against the spread in like the last five games against against Pitt. But new season, I would I would tend to lead towards Virginia as well. Uh, showcase game of the weekend, Auburn and Oregon. Yes. Oregon now getting three and a half. Sully seems amped up. I'll let you go first. Do you have a big opinion on this? Well, it's more of just uh, being excited for college football to be back. I'm just so excited. I'm so excited, yeah. Uh, no, I, I, this is obviously you know the hype machine. This is the big game. I said earlier how I love... Justin Herbert throwing over those, uh, you know, the the yardage mark that he had. I think he's going to come out strong and have a big game. But where it's at right now, Auburn minus three points or three and a half. What do you have it as? I think it's three. I got three and a half. Three and a half. Okay. Yeah, you know, and obviously it's uh, you know Oregon doesn't have to travel a little bit for this one, but I would lean towards Auburn finding a way to cover this. It's not much, but covering that three and a half points to. Uh, Get off to a good start here. Uh, just some of the research I did in this one. So the, the game Saturday, it marks only the 10th time in program history Auburn opens the regular season against a ranked team. The last time, well, it was against Washington. Last year, uh, they won 21-16. Now, they lost seven of the previous eight, though. Their last win before last year, all the way back in 1957. Um, Auburn only 9-9. Nine and nine. In games, when college game day shows up, if you care about that, Jeez. they will be there. Um, Tigers five and one under Malzahn in season openers. Ducks one and four against the number in nine five non conference games. I will tell you this: hype to watch it. 
I stayed away. I didn't want to talk myself into it because right. it's the big game. If I had to do this, I think Oregon's offensive line is better than people realize. I know people always go with the SEC D-line. I know Auburn's got a nice D-line. You know what Auburn's doing here, though? They're starting a true freshman quarterback. No, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I just don't buy that. I believe the kid's name is Nix. You got to show me. Bo Nix. Bo Nix. Uh, you got to be talented to be a, a true freshman starter at Auburn. I get that. But you're giving me what could be the number two, number three overall pick in the NFL draft in Justin Herbert, and he's going against a true freshman. You're giving me the better offensive line. You're giving me a team that I think is better. And look, I've said it. I think Auburn's going under their season win total. I think Gus Malzahn's getting fired this year. I could talk myself into Oregon, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to do it. Well, the quarterback point is well taken. I think if you're talking about a quarterback that's great versus a quarterback that's inexperienced, the one thing I will say is I think Auburn returned seven starters on defense. Scoring defense was fantastic last year. Auburn's was. Uh, and I know they returned their top two receivers, too. So I, th- I would lean towards... Um, Auburn, but I'm not going to play this one. Okay. It's just too big of a game, I guess. I'm I don't, I don't like well. some of these huge public games. Well, and to I, play. You're right, and I just don't know how much value there is. I mean, look, I have strong opinions about Auburn, but those are just opinions. I don't have anything to base it on other than I think Gus Malzahn sucks or I think it's all going to fall right. apart. Well, it's game one. You know, I, 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 I would side Oregon. I'm going to pass it. All right. Anything we missed before we get to the sexy stat time, stat blitz by David. <laughs> No, I think that's good. Dude, we ran through all these games that we have jotted down. Talk you, about some over-unders, some You want bets. anything? Georgia at Vandy when Georgia's got 70% of the crowd. I'm not interested with the number being over 21. Um, I don't have an opinion. I, w- I would imagine Notre Dame would smash Louisville, but it just that's like a Monday chase game. I, the one I'm shocked you didn't do. Michigan? Fi- no, 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 finish this. No, I know you're going to bet Michigan minus 60 because you're a homer. But 34. No, I, I want you to talk about this briefly, and then we're going to call it a day. Shocked you didn't dip your toe in the waters of Houston, Oklahoma. What's the total in that puppy? It's got to oh, yeah. be a, a zillion. That's right. The total Houston, Oklahoma is 80 points. Go ahead. <laughs> you are the czar of the I know total. I am. But but Mike, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Do would I love to go see uh, to see Oklahoma and Jalen Hurts and all these guys? I'd love to see a, a high scoring game. But when it approaches a level, like I said earlier, where it's just kind of out of the stratosphere, I'm not gonna mess with that for a total. I can't just take 80 points and say, okay, I'm hoping for uh, a score that's gonna be 47 yeah, to 40. Yeah, but Houston's defense is dreadful, right. Mike. I know, dreadful. but that's, that's asking so much. 80. Points. You're the king of the total. Come on. You need, what happened? I mean, you need 10 points per team per quarter. I, I would just, I would, it has to go perfectly to hit the over. I'm not, uh, I'm not going to be shocked, this. but I'm not going to, I can't play 80 points. I'll tell you this. Derek King is for real at Houston. All right. And their wideouts are good. They, their skill players are good. I am shocked you didn't want to get involved with a boat race. You I know. sure? We can't no, talk I, into it? I, no, if it's a, a pure shootout like that where you need 40-plus from each team, that's where I kind of okay. say, you know what, just just be cool on this one All and right. don't do something stupid. Give me the sexy stat time, David. <laughs> Let's go over to Wisconsin, minus 13 versus USF. This game is in Tampa Bay. New quarterback for Wisconsin but the same old Jonathan Taylor. USF defense ranked 122nd against the run. Expect Wisconsin to win big. Duke plus 35 versus Alabama. This game is in Atlanta's Mercedes-Benz Stadium. 
Duke is 5-0 against the spread in their last five neutral games, while Bama is 1-4 against the spread in their last five neutral site games. Bama has also struggled under Saban against the mobile quarterback. You remember Manziel? You remember Watson? Duke has a new QB. He is a dual-threat QB. Expect Duke to keep this game closer than many expect. Let's go over Georgia, minus 21 at Vandy. Home game for Vandy, but watch out. 70% of the ticket sales are from Georgia fans. This game will essentially be a home game for Georgia. Blowout in Vanderbilt. Colorado State, plus 13 and a half at Colorado. New coach for Colorado, Mel Tucker, comes over from Georgia. Same poor scoring offense for CSU. Expect a low scoring affair. I see Colorado at plus 13 and a half being a good play there. Mississippi State minus 20 versus Louisiana. The raging Cajuns returned eight of 11 starters on offense, an offense that was high scoring and put up many yards. The Bulldogs, however, lost QB Nick Fitzgerald, who led the team in rushing and passing. The last time they lost their all-everything QB, Dak Prescott, the next season they were favored by at least four touchdowns in their opener against South Alabama. They lost outright. Let's go over to the NFL. The luck effect is happening. Vegas adjusted the win total from 9.5 to 6.5. Jacoby Brissett, he replaced Luck in 2017. He went 4-11, and and the Colts gave up a league-high 52 sacks that season. Since then, under GM Chris Ballard, they have improved the offensive line. Costanzo, Nelson, Kelly and company, they gave up a league-low 18 sacks last season. And this time around for Brissett, there are better weapons. Mack, Hines, Funches, Campbell, Ebron, I expect that team to win eight games. So take the over in the wins for the Indianapolis Colts. That has been Sexy Stat Time with Hatchet. All right, I got to tell you, quite honestly, Sully smoking a cigarette. I have a cold washcloth on the back of my neck. That was remarkable. Well, look, week one is in the books. All right, Sully, recap your picks and we're out of here. Yeah, so the picks, the ones that I love, these are all to cover. Ohio State, minus 27 FAU. We got Army, 22 against Rice. Nevada, plus 11, Purdue. And then, you know what, that Liberty one that we talked about, that was interesting. Uh, I'm hoping it climbs up a little more, but Liberty, plus 19 against Syracuse. All right, my picks for week one that I'll probably get kneecapped on. Coastal Carolina getting 6.5 from Eastern Michigan. Texas State getting 33.5 from Texas A&M. Wake Forest laying the 3.5 against the Aggies of Utah State. Nevada getting the 11, where Sully and I are probably about to get run down by a freight train. And Virginia laying the 2.5. That is cash the ticket. Good luck to everyone. At a minimum, we hope it was informative. At a maximum, well, maybe you lined your pockets with a little something. We will be back next week. We will have NFL football next week. We're going to have Roberto in a 2-2 next week. It's going to be unbelievable. It's cash the ticket. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 